What's up, millionaires, especially for all of you out there that have been exploring the endless opportunities of starting your own podcast. I think it's only right I tell you about Anchor because I use Anchor to host my own podcast, The Million Dollar Mind, and not just because it's free like all hosting platforms should be, but Anchor offers unlimited space for content, free distribution on major platforms like your Apple, Spotify, Google, etc., free mobile and desktop recording tools. And the best part is you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. To learn more about Anchor, be sure to visit anchor.fm or follow the link in the show notes. I'll see you there. What's going on, millionaires? You're listening to the Million Dollar Mind podcast, episode 127 on being mentally and spiritually healthy is a flex. Welcome back, millionaires. My name is Kai Speaks, as some of you may know. Today, we're going to be talking about mental and spiritual health, something that I feel like we can never talk too much about, right? Because what becoming a millionaire, you have to clear your mind and be more in tune with who you are and what your purpose are so that you can get closer to uh, the goals of, of what you're trying to accomplish here. But before we get into today's episode, just want to leave you a friendly reminder to go ahead and scroll all the way to the bottom and leave a review and rate the million dollar mind podcast on a scale of one to five and how much you've been enjoying the show so far, how much you enjoy me and how much you enjoy the conversations that we bring to the platform. Uh, that would be super, super appreciative because all feedback is good feedback. It lets us know what we're doing, right? What we should stop doing, we should, what we should continue doing and how y'all just vibing with us overall. So go ahead and leave those reviews, but let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mind podcast, the number one passion and attraction podcast in the world. Thanks to each and every single one of you all for tuning in with us week in, week out. This is the only place for tips and tricks on identifying your passions and attracting those opportunities to make a living while living your dreams. It's all about abundance, guys and girls. We are here to make sure that we're receiving those abundant blessings and opportunities that are coming our way. Now, we often associate the word health. When we think of health, what do you really think about? If someone asks you, are you healthy? Or you're a pretty healthy person, or you seem to be a very healthy person, what are the assumptions that come with that word? Most of the times, it's physical health. We always think about our physical health when it comes to the word health, right? Periodic physicals, you know, going to the doctor and getting checkups, very little hospital visits, you know, physically in shape. You appear to be healthy. You're fit. But why do we often ignore the other aspects of health, like mental health and spiritual health? We oftentimes associate the word healthy with physical, but not the metaphysical, not the things that we can't see. Not how our mind behaves, not how we feel about ourselves spiritually. We don't we don't associate that with health. And I want to, you know, I want to explore the reasons why we don't really associate those other two aspects of health to the overlapping word that is health, right? And the reason why I wanted to explore this with you all millionaires is because if we continue to neglect those other aspects of our health, it ultimately leaves us incomplete. 
consider our livelihoods, our our beings as a pie chart. And we have a responsibility to ourselves to make sure we are fulfilled in all categories of the pie chart. Now, split equally in the three slices. Physical. Mental. And spiritual. Are we fulfilled spiritually? Do we have, you know, f- the the friends? Are we wake getting adequate? You know, are we rested? Are we uh, living life on the, you know, the the edge, for lack of better words? Are we spontaneous? The mental, do we meditate? Are we mentally healthy as far as like mental disorders comes into play? And, you know, are we positive? Do we see things with a clear mind? Are we spiritually healthy? Are we happy with our journey, the path that we're taking to purpose and passion? Are we passionate in the things that we do? Are we fulfilled? So when we look at our 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 life in this pie chart oftentimes we only focus on the physical aspect how many how much things we have physically the tangible things how many friends we have how much money we have the materials that we own that is a very crucial part but let's not forget about the other aspects as well because we need to be complete in order to fully reach the level of control in our lives and manifestation that we that we uh, achieve that we want to achieve we have to be fully complete not incomplete so when it comes to our spiritual health talking about being in tune with yourself your purpose and your passions being able to identify red flags of spiritual dissatisfaction or unfulfillment when you like when you wake up and you just feel deeply bothered with the fact that you have to maybe go to this job that you've been complaining about. That's a spiritual dissatisfaction, right? Or when you find uh, that a certain person calls you and when you see their name pop up on the phone, you automatically get nervous or you don't really want to talk. That's a spiritual dissatisfaction. And you have to explore why you feel that way and make the proper corrections. Mental health. That aspect is equally as important because that aspect, you know, delves into being in control of the stress levels and having and maintaining a positive attitude, you know, keeping that glasses half full mentality. Even when things are going awry, when things don't go as planned, having the mental capacity to say this is not how I expected, but it's not the end of the world. Let's fix this. Being able to mentally take on several challenges at the same time. Find that common ground, make them relative and figuring out a way to prevail above those mental challenges. But mainly maintaining a positive attitude. And being in control of stress levels. And being able to pick up on other red flags for poor mental health. Right. Like spurts of um, uh, like just all together spurts. I don't know why am I having this? Like I'm just super distracted because I myself am, am 
you know, going through a, a lot this season, guys. It's just a lot, you know, a lot going on, you know, in life. And uh, I'm in a, in a space where I need to carefully, you know, protect my mental health as well. And a part of that, a part of that process, a little bit of what we what we're going to be talking about. And that's, you know, figuring out ways to become more healthy. And one of those is investing in counseling. I know for the longest time being a member of the black community, like it is something that used to be frowned upon to now something that is not talked about of, you know, it showing a sign of weakness, having a counselor, having a therapist. We didn't used to look at that as something that was good. Automatically, if someone said they're going to counseling or they're going to therapist, we are, we automatically assume that they're gone because they're not right in the head or they're unhealthy or they need help. They need to help. But sometimes it's good to have that type of person, have that type of spiritual coach and that spiritual guidance before you actually need the help. Right. Investing in counseling is like investing in a spiritual coach or a blind spot coach. And it's slightly different to two things. The spiritual coaches, you know, maybe like a shaman or someone who is spiritually rooted and can, you know, help you and guide you through certain spiritual practices, specifically the spiritual, but then also investing in counseling for your mental health as well. You know, and that's someone who is more of a, a blind spot coach, someone who helps you identify and point out incoming traffic that you don't see. And you would have never seen coming. You can look over your shoulder. You can look in your rearview mirror. But it's a such thing as a blind spot, uh, as, as you drivers may know. And that blind spot coach is someone that is able to tell you, hey, there's someone in your blind spot. Don't turn yet. Don't merge yet. So that is the importance of investing in counseling. It's good for your spiritual health and it's good for your mental health healing. It's dynamic. Right. And we have to look at investing in counseling. As preventative, preventative care, just as we look at healthy eating as preventative care. Because you think about it. You know, your roof is old, you know, the roof needs to be replaced. Are you going to replace it? When you first identify the problem. Or you identify that it needs maintenance or are you going to wait until one day it suddenly starts to storm? Then are you going to pop the lid and replace it? It's like, why wait for it to actually rain and storm to fix the holes and to fix the leaky roof when the sun is out right now? We can fix it now. You know, it needs to be attended to, you know, it needs maintenance and you know, it needs the, the, the attention. So why not take care of it while the sun is shining as opposed to waiting for it to rain? So that's the one because, you know, I love giving you guys the uh, the action steps. The, the first action step I would say is explore the idea of investing in counseling because counseling is important. I think nowadays with everything that is going on, we, we in a time where history is, is repeating itself. We have covid that is limiting the amount of interactions we can have with other people. And as humans, we crave uh, interaction. From others, even as introverts, we crave the interaction of others. So we have these different, these different things, these, these rules, these new societal norms, these new requirements and things of that nature that are 
you know, changing around us all the time. And it's not something that we're used to. It's not something that we've grown up on. It's just different and exhausting. Right. So this is a time more than ever that, you know, investing in the counseling and, you know, taking care of your spiritual and mental health is a flex. And that's why I decided to title, you know, this episode of that, because it's good to say, you know, to have the confidence and say, hey, no, I got to go to uh, counseling today. And people are like, what? What are you going to counseling for? You know, just, you know, making sure that things is good. You know, having somebody to talk to about things that I may not feel comfortable talking to other people about or a professional. Right. This is a person who is trained to walk through these types of scenarios. And that is somebody that I'm looking for right now. It's nothing wrong with saying that. And it's nothing, you know, it's definitely good having the confidence to be able to share that with people that you, you know, go through counseling and, and not something that you have to feel like you have to hide due to some social faux pas or a social norm that is saying go against that because for too long have we made that the case and it hasn't gotten us any further. It's actually, you know, sometimes more damaging to ignore needing help and ignoring the help than to accept, you know, I don't have all the answers. Let me seek out a professional and just have somebody check in on me, you know, so I know that I'm doing the right thing and I'm making the right decisions and I'm not acting rash and I'm, you know, thinking before I respond and react. That's the flex. That's the flex, the maturity to, to, to say I have someone on my side to do that. And I invest in my spiritual health and my mental health. Secondly, we had several conversations um, about meditation on the podcast, specifically in season one. And I don't think we've gotten back to a season three, but I definitely want to. And, you know, just see how everybody is doing with their meditation process, with making it a point to meditate. I, I can be the first to admit that I fell off of meditation so many times in and out. And that was because I didn't really truly understand that there are so many forms of meditation. It doesn't necessarily have to be you sitting pretzel style in a dark room, you know, saying, hmm, and then, you know, just coming up with these thoughts. It, that's not necessarily meditation for other people. And I learned that meditation can be in forms of going for walks by yourself. Right. It could be in forms of. Uh, deciding to take a bath over a shower and really just sitting there to soak, soak and, uh, and, and cleanse both your body and your mind and your spirit. So many different forms of meditation. And it's no right or wrong way. Meditation is just putting yourself at a state to be one with yourself and listen to the static and see what the static is telling you and if the static is healthy. And to pick the weeds that may have grown in your mental garden without your attendance. I've learned that meditation doesn't necessarily have to be five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, an hour. It doesn't have to be any of that. It just has to be. And the point is, you don't have to have an expectation for how long your meditation is every day. You don't have to have an expectation for where you meditate every day. But the point is to meditate every day, find time to find time to just be one with yourself and explore your thoughts, explore your experiences, explore things you're holding in, holding in and holding on to. 
that is the importance of meditation and the importance of prioritizing meditation daily. Don't get into the, well, I have to meditate here every day or I have to meditate this long every day. That stuff will come naturally. It should be a natural. It shouldn't be forced. It should be natural. Third one is get adequate sleep. We got so many apps nowadays on our phones and and things of that nature. We should be utilizing. And I'm speaking for the iPhone users. I'm sorry, Android users, if I can't speak for you. But uh, I know on the iPhones, we got this new thing called sleep focus. And I utilize that to make sure I set it. It tells me when it's time for me to start winding down and going to bed. And it turns off those notifications. And I have the remote, the, the reminder that wakes me up and the alarm that sets every day. And I don't have to worry about making sure my alarm is on. Utilizing things like that and following a routine. You know, I used to be that. I used to be the person that thought like, oh, sleep is for suckers or I'll, I'll sleep when I make it. You know, I'm hungry. So who needs sleep when I'm hungry? Like I used to be that person. And then I found out that I'm not I'm not of use to myself or to anybody if I'm a zombie. If I'm I'm trying to operate off of two hours of sleep. And I'm not mentally present, I'm not helping myself or those that need my attention. And so what I found out is that, you know, it's good to get adequate sleep. And even though it's recommended eight hours, you may not need eight hours to operate. I can operate and function off of six hours of sleep. But eight hours will be good, but I can operate with six hours of sleep, meaning I can make the decision to stay up a little bit late to get some work done and be very proactive with my time and still get adequate sleep. See, the whole sleep is for suckers thing is like people who want to sleep in. Like you go to bed at 12 o'clock or you go to bed at 2 a.m. But from like 2 a.m. from like 8 a.m. 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. You were doing nothing but just like socializing and nothing proactive. That's where I can see that that sleep is for suckers. You know, you sleeping in till 12, one o'clock p.m. Like I can see where that can be problematic. But don't think that you don't deserve sleep because you didn't make it yet or you're not successful yet or you're not where you want to be. You still deserve adequate sleep. You just need to prioritize and manage. I don't want to say manage, but allocate your focus in the right spaces because you can't manage time. Time is always going to move. Yada, yada, yada. We went there. We've we been there. We've done that. Time can't be managed. But what can be managed is your focus. You choose to spend time on social media, scrolling and watching Netflix and binging all these shows and things like that. When you get home from work, knowing that you don't like working all the time and you have a business that you have intended to for the last two weeks. You make the decision to do that. But what you can choose to do is focus your time when you get home from work is. Focusing on your business. Focusing on your side hustle, focusing on your brand, focusing on whatever it is that makes you feel fulfilled. And still be able to get adequate sleep. Because the thing is, I focus when when I'm working, I come right, I come right home. And after a long day of talking to sellers, after a long day of negotiations and a long day of contracting these properties, I'm back in the studio creating content for the podcast, because that's what I'm also passionate about. I'm back in the lab writing out content and and programs for, you know, being able to create programs uh, to, to coach people into 
learning the skills and things like that that I've learned along the way of my professions. I'm right back into that. And I still be able to get, get go to sleep around 1030, 11 o'clock. And wake up. At six, seven a.m. About seven, eight hours of sleep. And I don't really go. I don't really get into the office till about 10 a.m. So like when I wake up from seven to nine, two hours, I'm back in the trenches. I'm back working on my brand. My life's work. So don't think that you have to limit the amount of sleep you have to be successful. You just have to limit the amount of time you BS and waste. So get adequate sleep because you can't help yourself or nobody else if you a zombie. If you're just this walking, moving shell, just going through the motions. If you want to go through the motions and become a shell, create a routine that. That advocates for pro productivity. Create a morning routine and a night routine that makes sure that when I move like a shell, at least I know that I'm moving in the right direction. The only time I want to be a a zombie is when my alarm wakes me up at five o'clock to go to the gym. I want to move like a zombie from get up, get water, go to the bathroom, brush my teeth, go to the gym, sweat, come back, read, shower or whatever the case may be get to the office. That's, that's, that's the type of roboticism that I want. Something that's going to make sure that I'm subconsciously moving productively. I just like how that sound subconsciously moving productively. A whole lot of L Y's in there, but it sounds good and it feels even better. Trust me. So that whole sleep is for suckers mentality is trash. Sleep is for winners. People who have adequate sleep think clearly, act rationally, can give. They have more energy to give to others, to pour into others. Anything that I have to do that requires me to drain my body of sleep just to be successful, that's not meant for me. Right. If I if you if I have to drain myself to be successful, it's not meant for me because success. We have to define our own success. That's what they saying you got to do to be successful. But does it feel right? Because success shouldn't be draining. It should be fulfilling. That's what we missing. You having success should not drain you. You having success should fulfill you. Think about that. And just because it's recommended, you know, we don't need eight hours of sleep. We can be functional and productive with about six hours. But that whole four, three, two hours thinking it's cool. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm moving off of two hours of sleep and five Red Bulls. Come on, man. Forget about mental health at this point. Think about your physical health. All that Red Bull pumping through your heart right now. Bro, go to the hospital. Don't go to work. Don't go to the office. 
go to the spittle because you need a detox from all that Garano and sugar and sodium, all that acid just sitting in your blood, just pumping to your heart fast as heck. Like go to the spittle. All jokes aside, self-care is the best care. So how can we expect to align our minds with our goals if our mind is unhealthy? An unhealthy mind is going to align with unhealthy goals. A clear, a clear and clean and filter and infiltrated mind is going to attract and, and be creative in its thinking, is going to create healthy goals, smart goals, obtainable goals. Limiting how the, the amount of times that you quit on yourself because you've, you, you've, you don't really, you just look on social media and think, oh, this is what I want. Now nah, that's what I, it's unhealthy. The way that we associate our wants and desires and create goals for these things is unhealthy and it's not realistic. You don't know the process that that person went through when you went on a social media page and saw that they got a jet, they got two, two, two. Maybachs, like all this other stuff that you want. You don't know the process that they had to, to take, but you're using this person to compare their lifestyle to yours. And then when you can't have it, you just give up and associate your life as a failure. An unhealthy mind is no mind to align with goals. How can we expect to live a life of passion if we don't even know who we are? We need to have an understanding of self to know how, when, where, and who can fulfill us. Successful people remain successful by limiting stress. And that's the pro tip for today. So as always, I'm super thankful to have you all a part of the show. And just thanks in advance for becoming the change agents that you're bound to become as you apply the principles that you've heard today. Focus on your spiritual health. Focus on your mental health and everything else will follow. I love I absolutely love the engagement that I've been getting from some of you all. Uh, just continue to engage and connect with me even more. How how did you all feel if we all incorporated more live interviews like the one that we had a couple weeks ago with Western Hip? DM us on Instagram at the MDM underscore pod or leave us leave us a voice message using the link in the show notes below to let us know. What live Q&A you'd like to have on what industry, what topic, and I'll make sure that I deliver. With that being said, just remember to keep focused, build momentum and drive results so you can live abundantly. Hey, guys. So thanks to you all, the Million Dollar Mind podcast has went global. The number one passion and attraction podcast in the world right now with huge support from the UK, Ireland, France, Belgium, Tanzania, and of course, the United States. With this accomplishment, we are getting bigger and better than ever. Now that said, we are soon incorporating video production and YouTube platform to the show so you guys can witness the podcast in full effect. You can now become a supporter of the Million Dollar Mind podcast by visiting the link in the description below. Share your support with me via email and you will receive a free gift. Tis the season to give. Peace.